I don't think that you should feel ashamed if you don't have the mental space to, you know, follow through on a project that you've started. You can always come back to something later and you can always finish working on something later and you should not feel bad about needing to ask for help because these things are a ton of effort and like even just a little bit of help goes a long way. People are can be more willing to help than you might expect them to be. Our moms have a mutual cousin, Carol. Our babas have a mutual friend, Pearl. And we have a mutual love, Ukrainian dancing culture. I'm Hannah. I'm Caitlin. And this is FSI, the Ukrainian Dance and Culture Podcast. We are going to start off with a rapid fire round of questions to get to know you quickly. So we'll ask a question and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, this is stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends call you by the nickname? Um, Centore. One of your favorite Ukrainian festivals is? Blorfest. Your favorite Eurovision entry out of Ukraine is? Uh, I really enjoyed the, the Shum one this year. Your go-to Ukrainian instrument to play is? Uh, Bandura. On your next visit to Ukraine, the first city you want to go to is? Lviv. Oh, great. Let's all go together. <laughs> so today we're joined by Danila Santuare, the creator of Wikispiev, a collaborative website with Ukrainian folk song lyrics. Um, this is our second episode as part of our little music month that we're doing. And Daniel actually happens to know Alina, who was on our other music episode, which we didn't actually know until after we talked to Alina and kind of connected the dots there. So feel free to pass along names of more friends so we can have them all on here and just have maybe a year-long music series. <laughs> Let's get to it. So tell us a bit about yourself. Where do you live? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? Uh, yeah, so uh, I live in Seattle right now. I'm originally from Connecticut, uh, and I, I moved here about three years ago. Um, I'm a software engineer. I work at Facebook. Um, and for fun, um, like other than this project, uh, I enjoy hiking, cooking, outdoor activities in general. Okay, so now I need to ask, like, what do you do at Facebook? <laughs> Besides software engineer, like, what do you actually do? Um, so, I mean, we move teams around a lot, um, but currently I'm working on the international team, so um, focusing heavily on user experience for users outside of um, the U.S., Canada, and Western Europe. Hmm, so interesting. Now I know someone who works at Facebook. I feel very connected. <laughs> um, okay, speaking about connection, what is your connection to Ukrainian culture? My grandparents on my mom's side were from Ukraine, um, and, you know, they came to the States after World War II. Um, you know, I was, I was raised very connected to Ukrainian culture, uh, went to Saturday school. Um, I've been part of Plast Ukrainian Scouting since I was very young. Um, and a little bit more recently, I, I volunteer with uh, Help Us Help, the Toronto-based charity that works with, um, like, orphans, veterans, and other disadvantaged groups in, in, uh, in Ukraine. So with Wikispeed and other things that you're involved with, it seems like a big pull for you to celebrate Ukrainian culture is music. So what got you interested in Ukrainian music and what kept you interested? Um, 
I mean, for getting interested, um, I always really enjoyed singing at like uh, at bonfires at at plus scouting camps, um, and also just always enjoyed the old Ukrainian diaspora like cassettes and stuff. Um, <laughs> and you know, in terms of keeping me involved, um, I mean, this project has kind of been like a rabbit hole for me of keeping me involved. Just keeps exposing me to new stuff that. I didn't know about like musical culture in the diaspora and it's uh it's kept me very interested so um you're just saying like you enjoyed like singing or whatever and at at bonfires but like was any of your family involved in music or is this just something that you kind of picked up on your own and really connected with and and you just went with it uh very much something on my own my family is not musical that's so awesome. I feel like most people we talk to and like including ourselves, uh, it's it kind of gets like passed down in some way, in some form. And so like that's so awesome that you just started on your own and you're doing your own thing and making, I don't know, maybe something you'll pass down to someone or pass along to someone you know. Um, that's super cool. And so you mentioned that you like, like playing the bandura. Um, is that the only in- instrument you play or are there others? Um, well, I mean, I only just started picking up musical instruments a few years ago. Uh, I picked up the guitar three years ago and Bandura, like, literally right before a pandemic started was... Wow. <laughs> a nice little pandemic project. I want to jump on that ship. I'm interested. <laughs> How did you learn the Bandura? I've got a friend who I've been doing Zoom lessons with. Wow, that's impressive. Well, actually, okay, well, it's, it's Alina's younger sister. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's inspiration to us all. So it's like, not we don't need to have someone in our own city to do it. That's cool. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Wikispeed of your project. Um, can you break down the title of the project for us, first of all? Here, uh, why don't I just jump into the history first? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, so it started as a collaborative songbook and kind of expanded in scope into a general like diaspora documentation project. Um, but originally had the idea uh, at a PLOS camp in 2015 um, because a bunch of people were passing around handwritten lyrics to like a few camp songs that had been recently written and they were all just copying them by hand and, you know, like sticking them in their existing songbooks. Um, and I thought it would be really valuable to have like an online repository for all of these that so that way we wouldn't like lose all of these songs and need to continue like passing around sheets of paper and stuff. Um, and I looked at like the kind of failures of similar projects and noticed that the inability for them to be updated by anyone kind of hindered their ability to grow, uh, which is why I decided to make it collaborative using the same principles as Wikipedia, which is where the wiki and the name comes from because anyone can edit it is the idea. Um, and I originally called it Wiki Spivanik because Spivanik is like the Ukrainian word for songbook. And then I just got lazy and started shortening it to Wiki Spiv before I released it. <laughs> I like it. It's catchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. I, I, I originally planned to like copy, to like find, replace everywhere I wrote Wiki Spiv and rewrite Wiki Spivanik. And then I was like, oh no, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then, you know. Since launching it, uh, gradually the scope of the project has increased as I like learned about the uniqueness of the diaspora musical culture and the fact that it's so poorly documented in general. Um, and I've kind of shifted focus from the collaborative songbook aspect 
to more of a documentation aspect. Um, like right now I'm focusing mostly on like getting comprehensive documentation for like lyrics and authorship for the music of some of the older like diaspora uh, bands. So interesting. I like it like piques my interest because well, I work at a museum archive gallery, all that. And so uh, to hear someone is doing this online is just incredible. Like I don't I don't really know until you like work in a space like this or until you know the scope of how much material there is out there. I think it's hard to like comprehend like how big of a project and how valuable this project actually is. And so the fact that you're doing this and like doing it on your own, I mean, collaborative, but really it's led by yourself, like job well done. (laughs) (laughs) So on the technical side, how long did it take for you from, I guess, when you formed the idea that you wanted to do this to the actual day that you like launched? This is about three years. Wow. So you're collecting for three years and then you launched it into the public and now it's a collaborative thing. You're working on it all the time, etc. Uh, so, so the three years was collecting as well as, you know, as a software engineer, I like wrote the custom site. Like it's based on the wiki, it's based on the Wikipedia code base, but um, I customized it in order to support things like showing guitar chords, um, for example. So cool. Can you tell us a bit more about the site? People will, of course, will include the link so everyone can look at it. But so you just mentioned there's guitar chords on it. There's different categories. Can you just tell us a bit how it's set up? Um, yeah. And how people can use it. Uh, yeah. So um, on on the homepage, uh, you know, you can either search for songs by their title or by lyrics within the songs. Um, or you can visit one of the categories, which includes songs like children's songs, folk songs, Lemko songs, um, or just like the general Ukrainsky Pisni, like all Ukrainian songs. Um, and you know, in, in the, in the full category of all songs, it's, uh, I'm looking at it right now, uh, we're at 888 songs as of right now. Um, and you know, you can click on the song title and, um, you know, in most of them will have lyrics, chords, um, and then as well at the bottom, it will include um, a list of renditions. So I work on trying to make sure that each of the songs, you know, you can listen to them too in order to learn them. Um, and a lot of that has been working backward because, especially for like diaspora bands, they often title their songs things like The River, which can <laughs> refer to like dozens if not hundreds of songs um and so a lot of it has been like just going through albums of ukrainian music and then figuring out which song it is and then going back the other direction so that way it's then easier to find the renditions of a particular song there's so much work like just explaining it it's like oh my gosh okay and so out of those almost 900 songs um, how many would you say that you've inputted? How many would you say have been like collaborative with other people? Um, I, I've inputted the vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, probably 95%. Yeah. So, okay, well, then on that note, um, 
like I guess the more people that get involved and the more people that know about this can contribute and it'll obviously help the cause everyone's cause because everyone should be interested in this um so how can people contribute to Wikispew? so when you when you visit one of the songs you can there's an edit button right at the top of the page that you can click um and you can you know make lyric corrections for example um and as for like introducing new songs well right right on the home page there's a button that says uh it is completely editable so anyone can contribute and if you click on that contribute button it it includes instructions for kind of how to either add songs or edit songs and it's also like a lot of what's also been helpful is like because I'm inputting some of these songs completely by ear um, because they're just not documented anywhere. Uh, it's sometimes I end up putting in like question marks for places that I don't understand something. And so that's one of the more common things where people help is where they actually know the lyrics and then they go and fix like the mistakes that I've made or I miss. And this is common with this with like scouting songs and like PLOST. Um, a lot of these songs are written to the melodies of other songs. And so, you know, we might not, if I'm not like familiar with what the original song is, but someone else is, sometimes they'll go in and edit it and put in like, you know, the melody of this song is this other song. And Mm -hmm. that's helpful for, you know, documenting that kind of thing. So far, do you know who has been helping to contribute to this? Like, do you know... Yeah, like where are the people from and who are they? Like what are they, are they just music enthusiasts or historians or do you know? In terms of who visits the site in general, um, it, so it, it is mostly people from Ukraine, but Ukraine people from Ukraine have very different usage patterns from people in the US and Canada and other diaspora countries. Um, so like looking at the analytics, I can see that like people from Ukraine almost always end up on the site from like searching for the name of a song and then like on Google and then they see the lyrics, they look at the lyrics and then they leave the site. Whereas people from the US and Canada, uh, as well as like Australia, the UK, um, they often either intentionally visit the site and then visit like a bunch of songs or like they visit it from like a Facebook link or something like that. That's awesome that you can track that. Must be Facebook voodoo. (laughs) I I, I use Google Analytics. Oh, well, that too. (laughs) Um, That's so interesting, though, that there is like, you're seeing the audiences use it for different things. Um, And I guess like, well, I mean, your goal probably doesn't change according to like how people are using it because like you have a clear goal in mind but just super interesting to even know that people in Ukraine are visiting it because it mostly is like diaspora music um there I think there is I think there's a diaspora museum in Kiev isn't there do you know about that I've heard about it vaguely and I've not really looked into it heavily Yeah, I feel like they'd be super interested in this project. So what's something along the process that you've learned through Wikispew that's maybe like surprised you? Maybe like funny lyrics or an origin of a song or I don't know, anything really. I feel like I could answer this a bunch of different ways. Answer it all the ways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, like something that was very like interesting to me was like the the Hafna Pew, uh, like Ukrainglish music that was produced in Canada in the 1960s, which was something that I had just been 
like completely unaware of um, until kind of starting this project. Um, and so I have a ton of records that were produced in, you know, the, the prairies in, in the 60s that and 70s, which just use very interesting dialect, like mixing English and Ukrainian and uh, as, you know, super dialectal words. And I have just found that to be super interesting to like take the time and try and figure out what they're saying and to like document it properly. Um, uh, there, there were like one sentence which just really stood out to me um, in a song. I, I couldn't figure out what they were saying for a while. And then like I put it aside and then I listened to it again and realized that he was saying, Moho next dora frienda. My next door f- friend. <laughs> that just sounds like us like not knowing the phrase in Ukrainian. Absolutely. That's how many of our conversations went. Just adding a Ukrainian ending to any word. Exactly. Oh God, I just think so it's so funny. incredible that like a lot of people recorded music. Like they spent the money for like going to a recording <laughs> studio with getting a lathe and like recording these songs. I just think it's so incredible. Another one of my favorites is, um, uh, you, you might know the song, Vitar Via 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 Zamitaya Taya Taya. It is well worth going through the lyrics. Be- like they're, they're honestly stunning. Just the Ukrainglish in them. Like, you know, Yuju Hoju Iblu Kayu, Model B Ford Garu Mayu. <laughs> and like another part is like Poichale do Yorktonu Pile vodku malefonu Malefonu for had fun. Like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like I mean a lot of those songs have been part of our life for well, yeah, our grandparents would have played those records or those tapes and our parents and whatever. So I feel like we don't even listen to the lyrics like we're just like mouthing whatever the words that we know oh that's funny though that like those some of those phrases deserve to be their own title of an album well and then the other thing is that like you know you have bands singing it by ear over and over again like from listening to other bands and the bands now kind of often sing slightly different lyrics than like what was originally sung, whether intentionally or they're just mishearing it. And so like. So do you see a lot of evolution like that through music when you're listening to, like you were saying, you're listening to some of the bands now from Canada and the States or whatever, some of these like polka bands or whatever. Um, Do you hear a lot of evolution like where you can like pick up, you know, you've heard like a very old version, then you hear like a newer version and you hear quite different lyrics? Uh, yeah, there, there are often like substitutions where people like misunderstand something and then like it kind of just domino effects from there. Um, as well as like the older version might have used like an archaic phrase which nobody uses anymore. And so the mishearing is because like they just don't know what that archaic phrase meant. Um, one example of this is a lot of the older music uses like um, uses sia as a separate word. So like in mm-hmm. modern Ukrainian, you would say like, you know, for example, in the phrase like in modern Ukrainian, you'd say you'd put the sia at the end. Right. But like in that historical dialect, you would, you can 
take the xia separately and put it somewhere else, like in front of the word, for example. Um, and in a lot of these songs, they did that, where the xia was before the word, but because we don't really speak that way anymore, you'll often hear it replaced with a different word in like modern renditions. Um, fse and um, xie are common examples of that. Um, and it's not really grammatically correct anymore once you do that, but you know, it's just an interesting substitution. Yeah, that is, that's interesting that it's almost, um, it's like almost tracking the way the language has changed as well. I know a lot of people here, I don't know if it's like this in the States as well, they'll often say that the diaspora speaks an archaic Ukrainian, like speak, it's like almost a preserved um, part in time that people are speaking this language because they their ancestors brought it here and it, the same Ukrainian just got passed down and it got a little muddled along the way sometimes but and then newcomers are like oh my gosh sometimes people will say words and they'll just burst out laughing because it's literally a word from like the early 1900s that no one uses yeah definitely had some experiences like that in Ukraine <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine so it's kind of cool that the music kind of like also tracks that I guess right exactly so it sounds like you have accomplished a lot with uh, the project in just like a few years and not even just about music itself. Like we're talking about now, like tracking this evolution of language. That's that's incredible. Um, what w- do you have like an ultimate dream for Wikispeed? Uh, maybe someone who you wish to collaborate with or a song you would like contributed or anything else. Dream big here. Well, I mean, like, the North Star goal of the project is to have every song that has currently, that is currently sung in the diaspora or has been sung in the diaspora in the past um, to be fully documented with, like, lyrics, chords, sheet music, um, history of the song. Obviously, that's a pretty impossible goal, so... um, the idea is that the project is never going to be complete. It'll just get closer and closer to complete. Um, and I mean, I, I guess in terms of um, the other part of the question, which was like, you know, any song that could be contributed, something that has stumped me since the start of the project is who wrote the song Voho? If you, I don't know if you know it, but... <laughs> Send us a link and we'll post it and maybe someone, maybe someone out there will know. It's, it, it's, it's a popular scouting song and it's written to the melody of a song which was popular in like the late 1960s and I would love to know who wrote that song. <laughs> huh, interesting. That's so, I, I'm like fascinated by this whole topic and I'm just like, my mind is like, it's going so fast. I can't even keep up with like all these like, oh man, ideas and like people I want to contact to help. <laughs> and I don't know. Anyway, so is there is there something that's next for Wikispeed? Or are you just going to keep keep trucking along? Or do you have kind of a next plan for, for the project? One of the big medium term things that I'm working on is adding a section, is adding like a digital library section to the site. Um, and the two things that would be on that are, uh, digitized books and digitized records. Um, but for copyright reasons, because a lot of this stuff is still copyrighted, um, I'm working on like introducing a digital check-in check-out functionality, um, like in a library. Right. And, um, there's no purpose-built software for that right now available. So I'm, I'm kind of 
building that myself. That's crazy. Like, literally, you are the perfect guy for this project because obviously there's not like you can't just like choose a theme on wordpress or squarespace to host this sort of thing so this is just incredible that like i don't think people i mean the website itself is incredible and i was wondering like when i looked at it i was like how the heck do you even input things into this like how how would you even build this and so to hear all the back end work is like amazing thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course so do you have any other uh, Ukrainian culture-related projects on the go at all? I, I have a habit of, like, starting lots of projects and then never finishing them. Um, Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> on, on my computer, I have three folders. One of them is called in-progress projects, abandoned projects, and completed <laughs> projects. <laughs> at least you're organized. Yeah, and that's, that's inspiring to hear and, like, to keep track of that. Yeah, like, and if something doesn't work out once, you can go back to it later. Yeah, and, and you never know, like, maybe in that moment, you just didn't have the right resources, but, like, maybe you'll meet some along the way. You'll be like, hey, I abandoned a project one time, and we should work on it together. But yeah, um, so something that I am working on right now is kind of in the same vein is um, making, like, a Bandura wiki, because, um, like, since starting this project, I've learned that, like, the development of the Bandura in the diaspora is, like, has a really interesting history and it's pretty poorly documented. Um, and so I think that having like a wiki central repository for that would also be kind of useful. I love it. <laughs> so I guess with C we've learned this and I'm sure you've learned this with Wikispeed. I mean, even trying to plan a time to coordinate our, our little chat proved to be difficult a little bit. And, and you said it yourself, you're like, Hey, we're like both volunteering on these projects. Like we both know how hard it is can to set aside time and so, like, learning more about your culture and working on projects is as a, as a side thing isn't always easy. And so do you have any words of wisdom for people who maybe want to learn more about their culture or are trying to work, like, on side projects that can, be, that can contribute to the culture? Any words of wisdom? Or maybe anything you've learned along the way. I don't know. Nothing is immediately coming to mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just make folders. <laughs> make folders that say in progress, abandoned. I mean, I guess in the vein of like the abandoned projects, um, like I, I don't think that you should feel ashamed if like you don't have the mental space to, you know, follow through on a project that you've started and like you can always come back to something later and you can always finish working on something later and you should not feel bad about needing to ask for help because these things are a ton of effort and like even just a little bit of help goes a long way and um, people are can be more willing to help than you might expect them to be um, if you're working on something interesting. Yeah, I've even seen like from time to time you've posted on Facebook you're like, hey, just like put a call out basically. And so do you find that successful? Like do people usually comment back and help you out with stuff like that? Um, I haven't done too much in, in terms of like asking on Facebook, um, which which I, I should do. Um, but like, you know, there was, for example, one, one guy who's a actually from Ukraine who is like very interested in diaspora music who I noticed editing a lot on the site and 
um, I ended up emailing him and asking him if he'd be willing to like help out on the side in additional, like in additional capacities. And so now I pretty regularly like send him emails and stuff, asking for help with like understanding lyrics and stuff. Um, and he's like relatively knowledgeable about like older Ukrainian dialects. And so it's, it's been helpful for understanding some of the music from like the early 20th century. Amazing. Yeah, I have I have someone that in my head I should connect you with, actually. Like, especially for, like, diaspora dialect, like, having people to help, like, with understanding some of the more obscure words and stuff and phrases. Um, it, it's been challenging to find people who are, like, knowledgeable in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I just can't believe, I just keep thinking how vast this project is. And how much work you've put into it to have 800, like, almost 900 songs. Like, that's wild. And so, like, I just, yeah. I, I hope people, I hope people, not just this podcast, but I hope pe- more people find out about Wikispeed and I hope more people um, contribute to it and keep, like, growing this because it really is beneficial for everyone um, to use. And it's, like, literally an online archive, which you know, museums are struggling to do all the time and you're just doing this (laughs) by your free will. (laughs) On the site, lots of it is in Ukrainian, but there are some in English. Is that correct? Like some have translations? Very very few have translations. Eventually I would like them all to have translations. um, And I've done it on it, like three of them maybe as proof of concepts. Um, but it, it's not it's not a big focus right now, just because at, at the moment, data collection is a lot more important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But but like, it, at least for full translations, that's the case. Um, but what, what I do make a big effort to do is whenever there are like obscure dialectal words, um, at the bottom, I put a dictionary section where I define each of those words or I provide explanations of like, historical context behind phrases and things like that very comprehensive like as an example of that in the song Vita Via they use the word you know gotta to mean car and um you know that that's a very central Canadian thing and like outside of central Canada they're not going to know what that means so like in in the dictionary like I put gotta and then like explain like what it means after you were talking about Vitid Via, I went there and I was reading it. <laughs> and now I'm at the bottom and I'm reading the history. So now I have a question like, how the heck do you start tracing these songs? Like, are you just literally trying to find every version of it and then find the oldest one and then like make a timeline? Um, yeah, that's about right. As well as like trying to contact people like when possible. Um Actually, one of the one of the better stories here um, is for the song uh, "Mamo Maidanek," uh, which which you may or may not be familiar with. Um, and for this song, uh, it it took me like over a year to track down the author, um, or at least a composer for it. What's it, "Mamo Maidanek"? Yeah, or "Spala na Pisnia" is an alternate name for it. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> and so. When, when I was trying to track it down, um, I ended up finding that, like, it was based on a poem that was written in Ukraine years ago. Um, and then as for the composer, there, 
in different versions of the lyrics, four different people were credited as the composer. Um, and by process of elimination, I figured out that three of them were like composed different versions of the mel like different melodies for the same poem and were just like mis like incorrectly attributed to this melody. And then the last one was like a mysterious M Yurkiv with like no first name and like a bunch of people credited it to this person, but like no real like proper documentation of who this person was, couldn't find any other references to them. And like I ended up asking a ton of people who like covered the song and stuff. I ended up like contacting random people like with that last name with a first name that started with M. <laughs> like <laughs> Wow. There's so much work goes into it. I feel like like you open up a can of worms every time you start researching a song. Um, but yeah, and then like ended up finding someone who was like, Oh yeah, I think their name was Maria and I think they were from England and so I started asking people in England and someone was like oh yeah I think they moved to Australia and then I ended up like you know texting a friend in Australia I was like hey do you any chance you know of someone with this name and they were like I'm gonna ask around and he's like oh yeah my aunt said that that so-and-so's maiden name and like then I ended up finding like her son online and like messaged him on Facebook and he gave me her contact info and I was the right person. But like, this literally took me over a year to track this person down. <laughs> wow. That's commitment. <laughs> yeah. This is like investigative journalism that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was just reading the Vita Via one where at the bottom, like, yeah, you're, you just talk about the history and like this, this phrase changed to this when this group recorded it. Um, like this is all you this is all you literally figuring this out on your own listening and listening and probably listening some more to like basically yeah archive and get these things down yeah it's taken some it's taken some hours <laughs> no kidding wow that is just incredible and so how do you i mean so um yeah, you were just talking about how you, like, tracked it back all the way to, like, Australia and someone, yeah. So how do you usually find the first, the first in all these songs? Uh, like, the first person to record or to write? The the oldest version I'm aware of, of the song, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and a lot of them, a lot of them are, you know, pretty impossible to track down, like, it's not uncommon for me to find out that everyone covered one person's version of it and that one person died 20 years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, even you, you find the the farthest back you can go and then, I mean, that's, that's a huge, a huge step right there. So you have listened to like hundreds of songs, Ukrainian songs, hundreds of times. Do you have a favorite Ukrainian song? I mean, honestly, that, that Mamo song, uh, it's a very, very sad, emotional song. Um, but uh, I think that that's my overall favorite just because of, like, how much emotion it brings out. Um, and just for context, the, the song is, um, is about a boy at the Maidanic concentration camp in, um, you know, run by Germany in, in Poland. Um, and he's like crying out to his mother uh, who's been separated from him. And it's it's just 
extremely sad. I don't think I've ever gotten through the song without like tearing up. Um, but uh, just something about it is like so emotional and beautiful, and it, it it probably stands out to me as my overall favorite song. Wow. And so when you, I, I mean, I think maybe it goes without saying, but like, I guess when you find out the stories behind some of the songs, or like after you put in so much work into figuring out the history and like who wrote them, even going to all these different groups that have recorded them do you feel differently about songs like maybe even if you don't like the sound of it as much do you start feeling differently because you start knowing the story behind them it, it makes me first of all understand the original intention better and that that can make a song more powerful it can also have the opposite effect if you like <laughs> suddenly learn that a song is actually really sexist or racist, for example, and then suddenly it's oh, like, yeah, that's you know a what? Problem. I never want to sing this again. I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics before. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it definitely, can, it definitely has that effect. Okay, and like, while you have a wiki speed of like, obviously there are a lot of resources on the site. Do you have a playlist? <laughs> or do you have playlists? Because I want to listen to them. <laughs> I have a Hey Zababa playlist on Spotify that I can share. <laughs> yes, we want the link to that. And, and I have a bunch of other random playlists. Um, it, I have to say that it's, it's pretty embarrassing that my most popular playlist on Spotify is Best of Barabolla. Referring, <laughs> <laughs> referring to the children's albums. Yeah. Classic. Okay, like literally all of my siblings are in our 20s and we just put it on the other day. And we were all singing it, so... Yeah. It, 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 it's so catchy. <laughs> it's so catchy. It brings back a lot of nostalgic feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think we'll wrap it up there. So thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to include all those links that we mentioned in the show notes. And listeners, be sure to check out Wikispeev and like its Facebook page to stay up to date on all that's to come. And even contribute yourself if you have some lyrics to add. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. We loved if you gave us a review. And please, 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 please go check out Wikispeev because, yeah, as you just heard, so much work has gone into it. It's such a valuable resource. And if you have the means to contribute, please do that as well. And thanks again for joining us, Danila. Thank you for having me. Just live on.